You're listening to The Strange Good Night, a series about all things unknown. We are not experts, just regular people talking about strange things. Lock your doors, tuck yourself in tight. It's going to be a strange good night. November 11th, 1966, the Point Pleasant Register. Couple C, man-sized bird. Couple C, man-sized creature. Couple C, man-sized something. Two Point Pleasant couples encountered a man-sized bird-like creature in the TNT area last night at about midnight. Sheriff's deputies were unable to corroborate the sighting as they investigated at around 2 a.m. The two witnesses asserted their claim was true and were adamant that they weren't drinking. It was a man with wings, not like a man that you'd see on TV or anything like a monster movie. The creature had been seen on three occasions and was described as extremely fast, flying after the car at reported speeds of up to 100 miles an hour. The creature had glowing red eyes, and when the lights were shined on it, the four witnesses surmised that it didn't like it. It didn't resemble a bat in any way. It was a man with wings, more like an angel. Are they going back to look for the creature? Yes, this afternoon, and again tonight. Well, maybe this afternoon. They aren't for sure about the night time. Meet the Mothman, a creature over seven feet tall with a ten-foot wingspan and glowing red eyes. Originally reported throughout Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the Mothman has become one of the most classic cryptids of American culture. The original report from the Point Pleasant Register detailed two couples that saw the creature on multiple occasions and reported it to the sheriff. The story was eventually picked up to national attention after published in the Skeptical Inquirer by Gray Barker in 1970. Now, Barker was a ufologist, known for introducing the men in black phenomena to UFO lore. He is also known to have been involved in hoaxing stories. Perhaps as a strange goodnight speculation, he had a point of separating the gullible from the researchers. He seems conflicted about the paranormal topic, often referring to his paranormal writings as kooky books. But Barker would be the first to link the Mothman to the collapse of the Silver Bridge in 1967, a story that became popularized by the prolific researcher of the unknown, John Keel, with the publication of the Mothman Prophecies in 1975. These links have led to the Mothman being a harbinger of doom, and not simply a cryptid creature. This transcendence into being an ultra-terrestrial also adds a ton of color to the story. Along with the initial sightings, witnesses, including John Keel and his investigations, report strange phone calls interrupted with static and clicking 
strange lights in the sky and other UFO sightings, men in black threats, and other odd interactions, missing time, missing animals. One man attributed the Mothman to the disappearance of his dog. Between 1966 and 1967, there were over 100 reports of the creature, but they would die down as the years progressed. But the Mothman was far from being written out of popular culture. After the Point Pleasant Bridge collapse, Mothman sightings diminished, but didn't die out completely. Now, with a reputation as being a bad omen that prophesied death and destruction, the creature started to be seen in connection with various disasters. Freiburg, Germany, 1978. A group of 21 miners encountered the Mothman at the back entrance of the mine. The creature unfolded its wings, released an ear-splitting scream. The group opted not to go in the mine, avoiding the creature, and not long after there was an explosion, and the mine collapsed. Apparently, the aversion to the creature saved the miners' lives. In 1986, a creature bearing the Mothman resemblance was described as a mutated man with giant wings and piercing red eyes. It was spotted around a nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, Ukraine. This creature would be called the Blackbird of Chernobyl, and sightings continued to grow until the morning of April 26, 1986. Reactor 4 of the power plant exploded and eventually led to a nuclear meltdown. Over 300,000 people needed to be evacuated from the region, and the disaster is considered the worst accident in nuclear power. After the accident, the creature was not witnessed again. September 11, 2001 United States was rocked by its most devastating terrorist attack in modern history. Over 3,000 people were killed, and as the dust settled and the country's way of life changed forever, there were reports of a winged creature witnessed before and during the attacks. There's even some photos that circulated of a large winged creature flying from the collapsing towers. One morning in August 2007, the Mothman was reported hanging out at another bridge in Minneapolis, Minnesota, just before the I-35 West Bridge collapsed, killing 13 people. And just last year in Chicago, multiple people witnessed Mothman out by Lake Michigan. Witnesses described the creature as solid black with eyes that seemed to reflect moonlight. This creature was more like a bat and was blacker than the surrounding night sky. It was perfectly silhouetted against the moonlit sky. This, this bat circled the boat three times in complete silence before heading off towards Montrose. It quickly blended into the night and was gone in seconds. Now, I used to live in Chicago, just west of Montrose. Unfortunately, I didn't see any unusual winged creatures. Currently, there have been no disasters associated with these sightings. The Mothman has been sighted off and on for over 50 years. It started as a creature of a mysterious and terrifying nature. 
but over time, this purely cryptozoological specimen moved into the more supernatural and ultra-terrestrial territory. The Harbinger of Doom, the Mothman, as a mythical creature, continues to haunt and beckon the most cautious observers. Today, though, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, prepares for its 17th annual Mothman Festival. Festivities include the most prolific speakers and monster hunters from across the world. There are books, music, films, and all sorts of tomfoolery that brings tourism to West Virginia. It isn't just a story. It's part of the cultural and economic health of the town. Whatever it is, cryptid or ultra-terrestrial, mythical, real, or something in between, it's certainly earned its spot on the strange good night. You're listening to The Strange Good Night. My name is Andy McGuire, and joining me on this episode, going around the table, is uh, Mark. How you doing, Mark? Doing very good. Thanks for having me. And across the table, we have Darren. How you doing, Darren? Hey, wonderful. Thank you. And on the other side of the table, we have Karin. How are you, Karin? Hey, good. Thanks. Great. And then all the way on the other side of the table in Madison <laughs> is Joe. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great. Cool. This is super exciting because, uh, first, it's Mark's first episode ever Maybe. on The Strange Goodnight. I to say thank you again for having me. It's great to be here. Um, uh, and, and also, um, for our one listener, welcome to the show. Uh, I, you probably have noticed that there is a joining of two hosting teams that have kind of melded together for this episode. So for a lot of times, you're used to hearing myself and Joe and Jared, who can't be here tonight. He's out traveling the world or something. Or you're listening to myself and Darren and Karin. And so we've melded those together for tonight's episode, which is all about the Mothman. <laughs> but before we get, begin, um, Mark, since you're new, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and uh, just what's going on? Sure. I'm um, originally from uh, Medina, Ohio, which is just south of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I'm currently pursuing my uh, MFA degree in Theater for Youth at uh, Arizona State University. And um, I met Andy through Climb Theater in Minneapolis. We were teaching artists there. And uh, he's just been a really great friend. And this is my second summer um, teaching here at the George Daly Auditorium, where I'm really excited to be working with the kids. So thank you for having me here as well, Andy. And um, I'm looking to pursue uh, my degree and other opportunities back in Ohio this coming fall. Great. Awesome. Great. And uh, if you've noticed, we might have a little bit different sound to the show tonight. Uh, we are on the main stage at the George Daly Auditorium. So this is like a live show right now. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit more of an echo than we're usually used to. Uh, but it sounds, it sounds, uh, 
you know, like a live show. So, uh, too bad we don't have an audience out there. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. No, no applause lights are going off either. So, <laughs> I don't even have like a sound effect queued up. <laughs> oh. We could do our own. <laughs> our one person's like <laughs> the slow uh, clap. <laughs> you could probably hear my chair squeaking. We're pretty high class here. That's okay. uh, I'm breathing into the microphone, <laughs> so I probably sound like Mothman. So uh, Ohio is a really cool state that sometime we should talk about because there are a lot of crazy mm. um, paranormal unknown things that happen in Ohio. There's their version of Bigfoot, which is called the Ohio Grassman. Yes. There is from like north to south a whole spectrum of spooky things uh, from UFO hotspots to the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, mm. which is where the alleged uh, UFO from Roswell and yes. bodies were transported after the crash in 47, I think it was, 49, something like that. Uh, well, I was going to say, you all have to come out and we'll do uh, uh, an on-site podcast from Wright-Patterson. Mm-hmm. We are. We have sort of a queue of on-site things mm-hmm. that we're going to yeah. want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Bigfoot sightings that were just put out in our <laughs> local news mm-hmm. uh, to the story of a Bigfoot, I don't know, commune, maybe is the best <laughs> word for it, uh, out by a school, by a river. And along with that comes some uh, stories of... Uh, it was like nine or ten foot water moccasins, too, Ew, that ish. were out in the river. And the great thing is that uh, Joe is a, I don't know, is this, would you call it your, what, pa- I don't know, p- passion, hobby, Joe? Ho- hobby, I guess. Hobby, yeah. Hobby. He does snakes. Wow. Or he did oh, snakes, really? yeah. <laughs> oh, Herpetology is a better word for it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Less weird. You just don't do snakes. <laughs> yeah. But he knows how to, he, like, you used to breed them for a long time, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I was going to say, Joe, do you have, like, the, the drawers where you pull them out and have to yep. feed them yep. and everything? Do you wow. have them yep. in your house? I used to. I don't have any anymore. Wow. It's been a couple uh, of years. It was a terrible accident. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a reason that it's moved now. Ooh. Yeah, apparently they don't like it when you do snakes. Yeah, no, snakes don't like that. So, do do you do you handle poisonous snakes? Uh, no. Okay, that makes me feel better. Good. So the Mothman. Uh, Now we had a quick mini sode that was an overview of the Mothman that kind of give you gives you the last like fifty year rundown of the creature. So, first thoughts. What do we think? Taking this in. Was anyone familiar with Mothman before the rundown, or is this a new experience? So, what are, what are your thoughts going into this? For me, it's a fairly new experience. I guess I had heard of the Mothman, but never any real details. So, I think the minisode, as you call it, was really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I learned something in that. Guys? Uh, you know me, I listen to anything and everything, and uh, Mothman was something that I've heard. I, I wasn't, uh, I'm not a really big fan of it, but just that, just the thought of it and uh, just the theory in that is kind of fascinating. I was intrigued by how much he is, I guess he is associated with disaster in a way, 
and all the sightings that have been seen around him, whether it was the Twin Towers disaster or the I-35 bridge disaster in Minneapolis. I just thought that was very intriguing. Yeah. Joe, what about you? What are your thoughts that come to it? Um, I've heard of Mothman probably just through you doing this podcast, uh, but I didn't really know much about him uh, before this, so... I think there could be a moth woman or a moth <laughs> person. Would that be? Would that moth be children, I guess, moth. too. Little moth <laughs> men, uh, moth, moth boys and moth girls. Moth balls. Moth balls. There we go. Oh, that easy, goes in. easy, easy. <laughs> oh, would a mothman child be like a mo- uh, pupa <laughs> man? Ooh, there's the science. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I believe that. Or would, would they be in a? Con- cocoon before they come out (laughs) so you just see these cocoons everywhere after disasters well and this would get into the question of and this is kind of a question with bigfoot as well um is there one bigfoot or sasquatch or is there like a living community of them is there one creature that is the mothman Mm -hmm. or are is there a whole community of these Mm -hmm. harbingers of Mm -hmm. Doom. The Mothman itself reminds me of Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Everybody's seen that show. Mm-hmm. Where it's a, I, I actually have a creature similar to that. Oh, it has no. the wings and flies Scary. around. But it harvests body parts of people. Um, oh. So I don't know if Mothman does that. But who knows? That's another story. But but it kind of reminded me how, how it's kind of described. But the coloring's different. But in the movie... This creature comes back every 40, 50 years, whatever. Could be wrong, but it doesn't happen every, mm. you know, every year. It's something triggers it because it goes into hibernation and then it comes back out and really tears up a town. Yeah. And so this kind of reminded me because it's, it's very large. Well, whatever the, the ideal um, drawings are of it. Yeah. Reminded me and kind of that mysterious only appears in disasters, shows up here, limited people seen him uh, or her. Um, so it, 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 it kind of reminds me of that. And I know Karen doesn't like that show because it's, it's kind terrifying. of a creepy show. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's, a, it's a really weird, weird show. But that's what it reminds me of. Um, but I, 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 I think uh, I'm getting the Bigfoot stuff, but Mothman's interesting. I think this maybe looking at it slightly from a different angle. We talk about you know the Mothman being being an indicator of a of an oncoming disaster. So it's kind of interesting because then we we automatically sort of look at it as being this this scary kind of creature. But really, couldn't you also think about it as being a warning? You know, yeah. something that would you know, sort of a helpful kind of creature, maybe? It's just a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Dark Knight, a silent protector, sort trying of. to show us. <laughs> well, in, yeah, sort of. in the story about the miners in Germany, they talk about how they didn't go in the mine because they were afraid of the creature, so mm-hmm. they lived because of that encounter. Mm-hmm. They didn't die because of that encounter. Mm-hmm. I guess the question would be, does... If the Mothman is some sort of supernatural being, not just like a cryptid creature, does it create the disasters that it's associated with? Or is it just like a reaction to, is it like a premonition? premonition, It's like writing 
the disaster wave mm-hmm. through the universe. And, and is it happy or disappointed when people don't do what it came to sort of pronounce is going to happen, you know? Like those miners. Yeah. Did that make the moth man upset? Did it or go home happy? and like it had like a cold shower? It was really upset about the day. It just well, screaming. you wonder because if your purpose is to frighten people then he wouldn't, I mean, he would have been successful on the one hand in that they, they were scared not to go in the mine. But if, but, but, but if a mothman's trying to prevent something, wouldn't you think that he would try to stop him or stand on the front of the bridge? Or, well, because if you of, disappear and go, oh, stop, stop people, yeah. really, and then yeah. it happens. But in the case of the miners, they were afraid, and so they didn't go into the mine. So maybe it worked. I would I say know. he definitely doesn't try hard enough. <laughs> His <laughs> PR guy needs yeah. to work on this. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to think about what his He holds up signs, are. stop, go, yeah. slow down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mothman is known, I use the phrase a little bit in the minisode of an ultra-terrestrial. Does anyone familiar with this phrasing before going in? Does anyone know what an ultra-terrestrial is? Kind of like the Bigfoot. In a way, sometimes, yeah, Bigfoot is seen as very ultra-terrestrial. In our sexy Sasquatch episode, Mm -hmm. this is looking at Bigfoot as an ultra-terrestrial, kind of a being that lives outside of our reality and can kind of come and go as Mm -hmm. it wants. So the prefixes prefixes are there. Is it different between ultra and extra? Extra, I think, is literally not from this planet. Ultra-terrestrial, I think, is more, like, dimensional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, kind of skip in and out. That could be 100% wrong. I think ultra-terrestrial is not a scientific term. Sounds way cooler than extra-terrestrial. Cool. So, to be ultra. Yeah. Do you think it is? I, I don't know. I think that um, the sightings are really sporadic of mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think that, for me... The story is better when it has this more ultra-terrestrial yeah. purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's a doom-bringer? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that the amount of energy that something would have to have to create those disasters mm-hmm. that we don't understand is would be large, I would yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I definitely, not understanding anything really about the science, uh, it appeals to me that there's this thought that there's another layer of reality that we don't really get mm-hmm. to see or interact with, that other creatures maybe live in that reality and they don't get to see and interact with ours that much either. Mm-hmm. So like maybe it's, there's this dipping in and out of what's going on mm-hmm. back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we get to... The, the disaster, though, in Chicago, these sightings were really recent. Mm-hmm. No disasters. Yeah. Think yeah. Mothman's losing mm-hmm. his touch? <laughs> yeah. Well, it does kind of make you wonder what exactly is the purpose, or is there a purpose? Is it just a creature that just sort of blows in and out and th- makes people afraid? I don't know. I mean, you know, even though that's maybe not his point. Yeah. Maybe. I wanted to know what the weather reports were too because you know if you think of um september 11th they always say how beautiful a day it was it was a beautiful day um and i i think the 30 the i-35 disaster i think it was another Mm -hmm. beautiful day 
Um, so I wonder if it's uh, weather-related, like it's following yeah. the weather patterns in a way. Mm-hmm. Now, Karen, were you in the Twin Cities at the time that um, bridge collapse happened? At that time, I was actually living in Superior, Wisconsin, but my family uh, lived, they yeah. have lived in Minneapolis, that area, forever. And, in fact, the evening before, my sister and her family had crossed over the bridge. Really? <laughs> yeah, that, that recent... Um, yeah, so it was pretty. That's a. It was a pretty frightening event. Um, it's just a really used bridge. I mean, people use it all the time. I used to cross over it when I when I lived there almost daily. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that was that hit home pretty close well, to and, home. And uh, I feel that some of those events, it's really easy to think that there's something more to them. Because I remember after that collapse specifically at Central, we took a, a trip up to Minneapolis. We would every year. Mm-hmm. And we would see a bunch of plays and stuff. And if you stood on the, the new Guthrie, mm-hmm. you yep. could, you'd overlooked the bridge. And so right. you just, it was just like, mm-hmm. it was like a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. And it was really eerie to see just the rubble yes. down. Because it wasn't that long after it happened when we went. When you went. And so with those things, I think of this in like Chernobyl, like anything we see out of Chernobyl is a really like spooky place, right? Mm -hmm. So it lends itself to those stories really well. Right. uh, To to any of that, really. Now, did you say um, in the... Minnesota. I always want to say Minnesota. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah I said it in the Minnesota. In the Minnesota. Um, in the Minnesota, did you say that somebody had captured a photograph before the I-35 disaster of the Mothman? Or There no? is supposedly a photograph. I okay. couldn't find it myself. Yeah. There are photographs mm-hmm. around 9-11. Really? Uh, but I... You say Mothman, I yeah. say maybe Seagull. Right. right. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. The the Mothman itself takes a lot of different mm-hmm. winged creature views. Sometimes it is like like an angel, like the wings are on its back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like a creature and it's like the wings are part of its hands, like a bat. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back and forth. This, these are just the Google image search are the images of the Mothman. So this is more like Angel. But from the distance, I feel like Seagull is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially a couple of these pictures. It looks like it could just be a large seagull. But then, I mean, there's some definition in some of these, too, that it's definitely not a bird. It is kind of interesting to think about the Angel idea too you know i mean it it was a lot of people believe in angels and they do look rather similar well and one of the things that i find super fascinating about this is that this the explanations for this creature are like big bats big birds Mm -hmm. particularly owls Mm -hmm. and and uh, owls have those great big eyes on them and there's a there's an author out there named mike cleland who has a book called The Messengers, which is all about owls and their prominence when it's especially connected with like UFO abduction sort of stuff. And his stories are Mm -hmm. insanely compelling. Um, 
I, if there's any one person that I've listened to these stories and think, well, there could be something to this. It's how he talks about it mm-hmm. and how he researches it and how he starts to tie owls in with this. Yeah. And owls often seem to be a very um, introductory creature and sighting into like the world of the paranormal so much that when I'm walking around and I see an owl, I'm like, Oh no, what's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was going to say the angel, uh, references very interesting. If you think of revelations mm-hmm. and, right. you know, yep. a thousand, I think angels will mm-hmm. say the end of the world is coming and mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there is a religious connection to Mothman in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And that there is this sort of, uh, heavenly figure that is controlling our world and mm-hmm. and 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 pulling the strings through Mothman, maybe even so. You never know. You never know. It is interesting, and it, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different directions you could go with this thing. You know, yeah. good, good, and good, and not so good, and I don't yeah. know. Joe, what do you think? What do you see? I don't know. The ones that stand out to me. They're the ones with the red circle in the box. Okay, yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the there's also a differentiation in like sometimes people will say they saw this before the towers collapsed. Mm-hmm. Some people will say they saw this um, before the towers got hit. There's a widening gap between when people saw it. I don't know if it's ever really both. Don't you wonder too, though, sometimes, particularly, I think it's fascinating that the Mothman appears at some point prior to or shortly before Mm -hmm. an event that's catastrophic. You know, as humans, one of our our go-to things is always to try and make sense of stuff. Mm -hmm. So who's to maybe say that this Mothman creature or angel or owl or whatever it might be could just be us coming up with something that makes us feel um, more in control, more, okay, you know, there has to be a reason and that's it. A scapegoat, exactly. Way. Yeah, we yeah. like to blame things a lot. Well, it makes it yeah. easier to to cope with things, like Darren said, yep. to cope. I mean, well, you know, when a terrible thing happens, which scapegoats are religious mm-hmm. oriented, because um, during uh, Abraham's time in Judea, we see that the uh, community would put all their sins mm-hmm. onto the goat right. and literally. Uh, make it leave the community and let it survive on its own. And maybe that is what Mothman is, is a scapegoat mm. wow. for mm-hmm. our own sins here. That's another yeah, theory. That just in, so it's, that's in okay, the yeah. uh, original slew of sightings, um, Mothman got blamed for all sorts of weird things that happened from like weird phone calls people would receive in the oh, night yeah, to yeah. Uh, UFO sightings to this guy's dog was lost and so he blamed it on mothman um Mm -hmm. so uh maybe there is there is this kind of very supernatural scapegoat Mm -hmm. um essence to the creature yeah it's like the power of myth that we create 
these explanations and then we start telling stories and we start believing him a little bit more and more and sometimes they you know get out of control but you know the first sighting if you go back it was seen by two couples and nothing happened mm-hmm. um it, and it's just like somebody picks it up and adds to it and oh i've seen that at the bridge or i've seen it there yeah, i, I like think a, it's a coping mechanism of some of kind telephone. of a blame it wasn't that uh, the bridge was really old or this other bridge needed to be looked at beforehand there are actually things in mythology uh they're mm-hmm. called tulpas uh mm-hmm. that your power of thought or suggestion is strong enough mm-hmm. that you can create like a real living mm-hmm. entity mm-hmm. uh the stories of slenderman Oh, come yeah. from yeah. this idea that this there were so many people who wanted to believe in this entity, and now maybe this entity exists because of it. Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's some really interesting stories of like uh, authors that have come face to face with the characters they create for their books. Alan Moore, who's a comic book writer, mm-hmm. has this, or he, he's written other things, but I know him as a comic book writer. I bet Joe does too. Um, yeah. He has a story of sitting in a bar in England, like this tiny bar, and he comes face to face with one of his characters. I think it's from um, Watchmen, Joe. I think it's uh, like uh, Ozymandias. Okay. Um, I don't remember who it is, but he ends up like he, he sits at the bar and he's having a drink and then he looks over and he's like, this is my character. I created <laughs> him. He smiles like him. He moves like him. He picks up a drink like him and he looks at me and he gives a wink and a nod. Oh, wow. And he like walks away. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and um, before I think these were created into movies. So mm-hmm. like he has his visual image of what these characters look mm-hmm. like, but sure. it's not always the same across. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. It's a cool story. But maybe there is this kind of like ability to create mm-hmm. these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. All right, next question. Here we go. If you came face to face with Mothman, what do you do? <laughs> Run for cover. <laughs> Probably take a picture first of all. Yeah. To prove I saw it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I honestly hope I never do. I I, I don't I don't know. Maybe Joe, ask I think, him what he's all. I about. think Mothman's a bird, and I see birds all the time, so yeah. it's no big deal. <laughs> that's right. So you think it's a bird? You think that's what fits all the things? Yeah. Is there any way I can like send you pictures to look at? Of I've I've done a little. Uh, research in this andy okay You'd be proud of me i i'm always proud <laughs> i thought of you, maybe Joe. he sketched up a drawing of it. there we go Can, oh that'd be sweet <laughs> oh um here we go do you you have um we're gonna have to edit this out uh do you you have a pixel right yeah can you pull up the messages app on your computer oh yeah <laughs> good, <laughs> there we go good idea and i will i will do the same Technology, maybe even Mothman is listening. <laughs> if he appears. It's pretty impressive. I was going to say, can you call into the show, Mothman? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll give you an interview. I think that's going to be the next step. We, we need to have a phone-in line for people to call and, yeah. and ask questions. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe next questions time. Questions of the non-experts. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe all the people who do it all the time, like you were... You're, it's, you're <laughs> belittling our yeah. like, no, star. We're trying to understand. Yeah. 
Elise Sleep Muffman, if you are listening, leave us a good rating on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Yeah. That's right. Give us like a us. thumbs up. First, this was the this was the picture you were talking about, right? The nine eleven Mothman. Yep, this is it. I'll turn it around so the rest of the crew can see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so now I'm sending you kind of a zoomed in image of the uh, Mothman. Okay. Like when you see the zoomed in one, uh, mm-hmm. herons fly with like their legs out and their heads tucked in. Oh, and so yeah. that's kind of what I saw when you zoom in on it. And it is just off the Hudson River, too. So yeah. Yeah. herons would probably do you, be Do you there. have a flying heron picture? Can you drive it home? <laughs> you know I do. All right. <laughs> I'll do that. No way. <laughs> I like how you pulled out the heron because I don't know anything about birds. So I'm like, I don't know, seagull? It's um, a big there, bird. It's another water bird. Well, I was wondering, you know, we think of these disasters and how much adrenaline, you know, gets into our way. They're talking about, so you know, the woman who lifted the car off her mm-hmm. kid. Right. And, you know, how much does the adrenaline or the mess with our minds and thinking that we're seeing something mm-hmm. that's not actually really there? Or, or maybe we there? are, you know, is our, our right. senses higher now that we right. can see and you know they talk about that you can taste a thunderstorm before yeah. it comes yeah Ooh. you know yeah, or I, we see something that it just strikes us as odd and so then suddenly in this heightened state a heron turns into the mothman you know yeah. i mean we see something different i i think that heron is actually a really good mm-hmm. a really good comparison in this instance Right, um, especially for like this picture. Yes, yeah. I, I think the original Mothman uh, might have been yeah. uh, like a wood stork or a sandhill crane or something. Mm, yeah. yeah. See, the original description though of a standing creature with wings doesn't fit that. You know what would be interesting to do is to see if there are any if there's any meaning behind the heron. Mm. Well, you know, I mean. Because uh, sometimes animals are assigned sort of meaning and, and, you know, like the owl, for instance. We were just talking about that. And uh, I wonder if there's anything for the heron that would tie in with... Joe, do you got it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was... Where's your production assistant yeah. when you need them? <laughs> All right. I think it's a little-known fact that Caesar used to fly, have several herons fly before he went into battle. <laughs> Caesar did, yeah. huh? A flock. <laughs> a flock of Is it correct? Herons. A flock, or is it... I don't know what a group of herons uh, harem? is called. A harem of herons? Yes. I bet that's it. <laughs> they sorry. changed it just for that bird. Sorry, yeah. yeah, it is now, officially. <laughs> the right. harem. Too so, good not to work. Do you have any other researchy things to throw at us? Uh, I have a few pictures of... Okay. Uh, wood storks, because those things are creepy looking. All right, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's wood stork it up. <laughs> now, do wood storks deliver baby trees? <laughs> they, I don't know. They no. look like undead birds. <laughs> On the next episode of Strange okay. Good Night, we talk about the wood stork delivering gnomes, wood gnomes. No. All right, yeah. There's the wood stork. It's it looks like a classy vulture to me. Oh, nice. yeah. Kind of, yeah. But they're like really big and 
their heads look like skulls, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they don't have red eyes. No. And like a, so I, so it was in the original Mothman mm-hmm. was like West Virginia. Yeah. Yes. And I went through like every single bird in West Virginia. Oh, wow. And, and there's like 20 that have red eyes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So like the chance of it being a bird with red eyes, pretty high. Yeah, the thing, I guess, I guess I, I would have to see, see, this is where we need to go to West Virginia and get, mm-hmm. a, collect, collect all our red-eyed birds <laughs> and, like, look at them straight on. Because yeah. I feel like there's the Mothman drawings that are, like, oh, I'm mean, maybe because they're drawings and they're what people are thinking they're seeing. They're definitely more man-like than bird-like. But right. I could see where if you're in the situation where you misidentify that, especially when you look at what's the what's the fancy vulture? What's that the one called? Wood. The wood, wood stork. Yeah. Oh, the wood stork. Yeah, the wood stork. The wood stork. Because I could see that. Like, mm-hmm. it depends on how tall it is. Do any of these get anywhere close to seven feet tall? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> if they're standing what? on a piece of dead wood. Oh no, this one's this one. I mean, the wings. I feel like don't don't match. But look at the eyes yeah, in that yeah, one. Yeah. But right. I, they they would ha- he would have some fairly long. Wings. I mean, yeah, wide wingspan. I would think, but from time and if to it was time, raggedy. You like know, the old some one. birds, some some alligators get to be over twenty feet long, but mm-hmm. not all alligators are twenty feet long. Right? There can so be anomalies. Are there, yeah, right? are there birds that are, maybe there was just that one crazy big bird? Now I'm I'm throwing this out here. I got two theories. One, um, the location where the two couples spotted this creature is the old munitions area and is one of the most toxic areas in the West Virginia mm. spot. So, you know, what, and what adds to this is could it be a bird that has mutant, mutated yeah. into yeah. something more than just what it was? And the other one, could it be just a dad mad because we don't know how old these people were at the time and maybe I, a parent would came out there and tried to scare them. I think the they kids? were out of high school. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, forget that one. But the first one, I think uh, the because of the be area, because it, and it had gunpowder, it made ammo um, during World War II, so all those chemicals are in, and the, all the tunnels are flooded. The fishermen in the area said that the ponds and streams are all polluted in that area because of the chemicals that were used and was yeah. never really cleaned What's, up. What was the second bird, Joe? Uh, that was a white-faced ibis. Jeez. That's an intense name. Mm-hmm. White-faced ibis. So the, the munitions, the TNT area, I think mm-hmm. is what they call it. First of all, I would like to throw out Point Pleasant really irresponsible to just have like a munitions dump mm-hmm. that just like people can drive to and hang out at. I mean, you yeah. just got like bunkers filled with TNT and some That's of the stories, I don't think this made it into the episode where like after the war, mm-hmm. these were still filled with ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're still filled. Yeah. They're just locked up. And they're and, flooded though. Yeah. They were saying that all those tunnels. And, yeah. yeah. So what all that's leaking OSHA into the groundwater. We have one in Northeast Ohio that is an really? ammunition dump and it's still active and you can't get within 50 feet of it oh because gosh. there are still active munitions wow. in this area. Hmm. That's frightening. Hmm. The mutation of the wood 
gnome? <laughs> stork? Yeah, the yeah wood sorry. Stork? The wood stork. The wood stork. <laughs> they they drop angry. wood gnomes yeah. from the sky. <laughs> yeah. That's right. There's that episode of Gravity Falls where... They think it's a big monster, but it's just a bunch of gnomes that are collected together. <laughs> yeah. It's just maybe one of those. That's all it is. Oh, my gosh. These mm. are great, great photos, Joe. Good finds. Good good additions there. Thank you. Do you, do you, got, do you have anything else? Um, Any four-legged creatures that crawl? Yeah. Nope. I looked straight for birds because that was my, my number one suspicion. So and West Virginia has a lot of birds to go through. So I be, yeah, yeah, West Virginia's it's just one of those places it's got a lot of ins and outs mm-hmm. wooded areas. A lot of hollers. <laughs> yeah. Hollers. <laughs> How would you define a holler? <laughs> it's just wherever you can hear the echo of your yeah. voice back. Sure, sure. You're just down and in there's the There's gotta be a hound dog. Down in, down the, in the valley and you're like, hello. <laughs> 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 Hmm. I don't know what I would do if I came face to face with a Mothman. I always want to think that I'll get out my phone and take a picture. But I think also when faced with that kind of fight or flight response, there's a reason why it's not fight or flight or take a picture. Right. (laughs) So so if I'm in danger, I don't feel like that's going to be my first instinct. I think now evidence has shown that the millennials don't have fight fight or flight. It's flight, photo, or flight. Fight. (laughs) The millennials have... They just take a photo and die. Yeah, (laughs) right. So they have three options now. Let's be honest. They wouldn't see the Mothman in the first place. They're looking down at their phone. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mothman's like, look at me, look at me. Just just the reflection of a Mothman and your (laughs) phone. Your your iPhone or... And our apologies if our one listener happens to be a millennial. Sorry about that. Sorry, yeah, we've just... (laughs) uh, We're not. We're not really that sorry. No, not that sorry. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) The reptilian brain. So, so, um, uh, Mark, on on The Strange Good Night, we have a rating scale that we have everything that goes through. So it's either strange, which is exactly what it sounds, or it's a good night. Uh, So... Which is the opposite of strange. It's like so boring, you have no problem going to sleep. So um, now that Mark has caught up on the scale, where do we think? Is this strange or is it good night? Everyone's looking at me for my first first rating. You're the first one. You get to rate first. Um, I'll go with strange because I think there's a lot of questions about Mothman that are out there that haven't been answered. And um, like I was just thinking about what kind of sound it makes. I heard in the podcast that it makes, you know, this, you know, screech. Um, so I, I really think it's strange because there's just not a lot of information out there that we can answer. And this whole connection to dis- disasters makes me f- fearful that when I do see it, I wonder what's going to happen next. Hmm. All right. We've got a strange on the table. Who else wants to give there? I'm going to go with good night. I'm just not a big fan of the Mothman. I don't really believe it. Nothing against anyone else, but uh, it's one of those I'd put on and I'd fall asleep because I do a lot of that listening to paranormal stuff and cryptoids. So is is the stranger good night like test literally what how it works for you if it's <laughs> yeah. if it's interesting you yeah. stay awake yeah. and last if it's not, night you just I go to woke sleep. up to to one that was like wow and I stayed up for like forty five minutes listening to it because <laughs> I was like wow that was really scary and then mm-hmm. then I went on back 
back to bed. So, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I like the Mothman, but I don't believe it. Good night. <laughs> Cue snoring. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am going to go with strange. And, and I, I think um, because there are different avenues you can take with this one. I mean, you could look at it. I, I love what we were talking around the table. It's fascinating to me that with four, five people, sorry, four around the table and one disembodied voice, <laughs> um, <laughs> we all have different ideas about what this could be. And they all seem fairly reasonable when you're looking at it from the paranormal kind of lens. And and so I think it's fascinating. And in that way I think it's definitely strange. Um I don't know that I I don't know that I believe that there's just this thing that sort of flies around and and you know brings doom in its wake. I don't necessarily believe that, but I do think there are some interesting theories about what it could actually be. So strange for me. All right, Joe. I'm gonna to have to go with good night on this one. Yeah. <laughs> two two. I I think uh think it's a bird. I already made that clear. But then as far as like connecting it to disasters, like we already touched on like humans just mm-hmm. wanna associate something to a disaster so mm-hmm. we don't have to like you know, sometimes bad things just happen. Mm-hmm. And humans need reasoning. So they'll try to throw that reasoning at anything and see if it sticks. Yeah. Okay, Andy, you're the Yeah, you're the, the tiebreaker. Tie <laughs> you're our Supreme Court justice. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. I'm I'm retiring. Uh, so I I think there are a few caveats that go with this. I think that I would say the original story from Point Pleasant, strange. But I think we found a lot of reasons to see the Mothman since since that point in time. Mm-hmm. And so I would be more likely to believe that this is a very isolated incident at a very isolated time over the course of that amount of time in Point Pleasant. But other sightings, I feel like I'm not nearly as quick to, to uh, classify as strange. Some of those things just come from well, the bird stuff that Joe brings up I think is really good, especially when you look at at the one from New York. I also think that um, even within the descriptions as I went through, if you remember from the episode, the minisode, um, the original sightings said that uh, specifically said this creature didn't look like a bat. But when you listen to the part about Chicago, as they described it as a giant bat. And so those things in themselves don't track throughout. And there's a lot of those things that don't, don't track. I also think that if you look at Point Pleasant and what they've actually been able to do with this creature and how it's become an influx of tourism and it drives part of their economy and it's like a, it's a thing it's a real festival that you can go to. And I'm not talking like Van Meter Visitor <laughs> Festival. Oh. We heard about that. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> he, is, he is lying. It was not what yeah. it was cracked up <laughs> to be. Although I would go back, especially if other people wanted to go. I would absolutely go back. 
Um, just because I wonder if all the same ghost hunters are there and all the stories Ooh. are there. If we're all wearing black, I can bring a black shirt. Yeah, I can um, wear a black shirt. We can blend in a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say that's a theater attire right there, <laughs> wearing all black. Mm-hmm. You just need your black beret to go with it, and you'll you, fit right in. Joe, you would fit it, Rin, if you had a black beret? Okay, I'll go buy one. No, no I was asking if you would fit in. Like, you were at the well, festival with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone wore black everything. Yeah. Or if you brought a crystal, crystals are really good. Mm. Bring a crystal with you. I actually yeah. have a crystal. Oh, Lord. Somebody that do you used have to, to work turn off with. your cell phone around it? I don't. Like it doesn't mess think up its so. waves, its crystal waves. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> oh. uh, that's great. Uh, so yeah. this is getting near tangent, but uh, when I lived in Chicago, uh, there was a store that that was like super crazy hippie store. It was awesome. And they sold crystals. But when you went in, you had to turn off your phone because your phone, <laughs> your phone signal would mess up its vibration. Right on. Oh, yeah. So, you don't stuff. Want to mess up the yeah. Crystals. That would be bad. Heaven forbid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think strange with the original story mm-hmm. be, because there are so many other sightings that came with it that match a lot of paranormal things. You get, you get with Bigfoot sightings often UFO sightings and green flashes. Mm-hmm. You get those things. You got that with with Mothman too, but only in that really original instance. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. transcend yeah. what was going on. So I say strange for the original story. The rest, I don't know. I don't know if I can split it up. So I'm gonna. I guess I'll stick with strange. Yeah. <laughs> Half-hearted strange. <laughs> so the strange take it in a way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we ever really count. We never, like, when yeah. I put it up, I won't be like, this is certified strange. strange. Yeah, stamp. There, there would be some of them, and I think the Van Meter Visitor is a really good example of this. That's an awesome story, but I would say if we went back, we would all agree good night mm-hmm. on that. You're, you're selling it, me more on it now that I listen. <laughs> Maybe I just wasn't yeah. as knowledgeable when I first was put oh on the no. spot. Oh, yeah. oh no, <laughs> Joe, would you say good night on Van Meter Visitor? Ooh, I don't know. I'm more open to a strange really? for Van Meter Visitor Whoa. than Mothman. Really? Oh, yeah. Whoa. whoa, I wouldn't have ever guessed that in a million years because I think. When we talked about, so th- we eventually got to the conclusion. So, visitor, Van Meter Visitor is very similar to the Mothman in that there's a winged creature. Mm-hmm. It had some glowing elements to it. It terrorized town for a few days, and it ended up with the town collapsing the mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't a bad omen. I think there was just an angry mob, and as angry mobs do, they blow shit up. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, that's, yeah, that's what happened. But we eventually got to a place, maybe I should just say go back and listen to the episode, (laughs) Uh, but we got to a place where we decided maybe the story was that the the, uh, miner, like the owners of the mine, they would had reopened and closed it a lot over the past few years. And this story gave Mm -hmm. them a reason to like Mm -hmm. close the mine for good and like probably gather insurance off of it and some of these other things because there was was a monster attack. Mm. I was going to say, does Mothman have any relationship to the mining in West Virginia? I heard Germany, and you know, are, are there any connections with that? So we could probably do an episode just on common traits of many paranormal things. Mines and underground areas 
appear a lot. Green flashes appear a lot. The Tommy um, knockers. The Tommy knockers. Whenever you oh, hear the knocking. Yes. The thing, yeah. 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 It signifies. That yeah. Something in the, bad that's going in to the happen. mind. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The th- there are those things. The Oz effect, mm-hmm. uh, where everything seems to slow down and your hair stands up mm-hmm. on the back of your mm-hmm. neck and and like the world is more quiet it's, it's what happens before a tornado like it really happens right. yeah. like everything quiet. seems like it goes slower everything gets dead quiet, quiet. and yeah, the world still. is surreal yeah, before the color changes yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of weird yellowish green so color. those things all all have a common trait and minds are one of those traits mm-hmm. now i think an argument could be made though human beings are afraid of the dark and the the darkest place you can get is underground, right? Mm-hmm. Even basements. Yeah. So those things, it's, there's a there's a common denominator mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. but does that mean it's paranormal or does that mean well, we're I human? I think on some level, people like to be afraid. You know, people like to be afraid too. So there's that element as well. We have amusement parks that are filled with rides that are meant to like make your heart race. Well, and we have television programs now that are specifically designed to talk about ghost stories. Yeah, I mean, there's several of them. We sit around a table. We call it a podcast, but all it is is an excuse to talk about it. Mm -hmm. About or for our one listener, listen to it. Exactly. Well, I mean, there goes back to the religious connection. You know, we we think of All Hallows Eve Mm -hmm. to, you know, to cleanse ourselves of the bad spirits that may be haunting us. And that's why we celebrated that, you know, the the whole costume and commercial Mm -hmm. side of Halloween. But the original was to get rid of all these evil spirits that we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we listed off half a dozen things that really should be other episodes. I know. Um, (laughs) Looks like we're in business Uh, for the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, hopefully so, hopefully so. Please Uh, mark it with us so you can bring me back to (laughs) Iowa. Yes, Be Well, you know, Joe's in... in, and uh, Madison. Madison, so yeah. like you can be anywhere. Set One of our studio. other hosts lives in El Salvador most of the year, so you know. Yeah. So in the show, uh, all new hosts have <laughs> to go through um, the, this hot seat <laughs> yeah. round. The gauntlet. Oh boy! Um, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Where where we have a series of words, and you have to give give us like one word. Like association answers as fast mm-hmm. as you can. First right. word that comes to my mind. Yeah, yep. yep. first okay. one. Perfect. Okay. So right. n- now I have a few listed, but other hosts, mm, if yes. you if you have words you want to throw in, um, like mm. let me know. All right. And you ready? Let me just know. Let me put a disclaimer out there that I do do improvisation. <laughs> so Even I do this game a lot. Okay. So. All right. <clears throat> Mothman. Strange. Uh, Mothman Prophecies. Interesting. Richard Gere. Pretty Woman. Books. Read them. Ad- <laughs> Atlantis. Great movie. Bigfoot. Want to see meet him someday. Sasquatch. He's out there. Sexy Sasquatch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs. Believable. Aliens? I don't want to be probed. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Jeez, you really laid it all out yeah. there, right? Yeah. Elvis. Alive. <laughs> mm. 
I don't know if I have anything after Elvis in the a photos, while. The photos prove it. Man, there's a ton of photos of... Really? Uh, I think there's even like... A, they found a Home Alone that he's an extra in Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Do we have to do an Elvis episode now? I think now? so. Maybe we have to travel <laughs> down, too. <laughs> We have to go. I think it's the Take scene she's in Scranton and oh, they like a window? they circle him that yeah. is like there and that's an older version of him. Crazy. Because mm. no one else can look like Elvis. Mm. A lot of people try. Yeah, they do. <laughs> try. That's I mean, the there's word. even I, I think fat Elvis is a huge act in mm. Las Vegas. In so Vegas, yeah. We had an Elvis impersonator in the auditorium mm. last year. And there were Elvis impersonators coming to see the Elvis impersonator. It was very weird. <laughs> that must have been That's okay. Weird. I go to these Civil War reenactments, and there are Civil War like junkies who are <laughs> not even official reenactors, but are dressed up in their like, Civil War. Also, it's like Comic Con with Civil yeah. War. Snakes. Water moccasins. Terrifying. They're everywhere in Lake Erie. I think they're water a big problem. Are? Yeah, really. Yeah, the water snake moccasins are. Oh, they, um, I think there's a Dirty Jobs episode where really? Mike Rowe is like doing something about, huh. and they, it's a big study of water snakes and moccasins. Okay. And I know they've got a lot Lake of water Erie. snakes on Lake Rathbun. We hmm. saw two of them. Oh, they were terrifying. I got a few more. <clears throat> okay, holler, oh. mm. scream. Nice. Krampus. Good night. Flip anything flops? anything with Santa Claus is weird. Flip flops or Birkenstock? I, I wear Crocs, so I don't Goodness. have a, a love for either one. Okay. Briefs or boxers? Boxers. Okay. Um loose meat sandwich or hamburger? I don't know what a lose me sandwich is. Oh. What? You don't know what a lose? Yeah, take we need sloppy to take Joe. It. You've never had a sloppy oh, Joe. Oh, sloppy, sloppy Joe. Joe no, no offense to right. Joe, the actual Joe. <laughs> You're not. Sloppy. You're not sloppy. Not sloppy. No. Thank, thank you. Well, yeah. Yeah. Loose meat sandwich is yeah. different. I was gonna. Than a uh, I would Joe, say though. hamburger is probably my. Uh, now you know I've ate it made right, so yeah, I guess yeah. that's, that's, that's a loose meat sandwich. And we do have those in Ohio, but not where I'm from. So. Um, I would say, yeah, more hamburger. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I was never a sloppy Joe kid. I thought it was really disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Iowa State or Iowa? Uh, I'll He's... go with Big Ten country, so I'll go Ooh. with Iowa. There you go. Mm. <laughs> All right. But I, I do have a love for Iowa State basketball, so I guess that's There a, we go. All right. That's good. I'm a college it. sports fan to begin with. Yeah, so. very nice. Probably bad for our one listener who's like, <laughs> get off the college sports talk mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> it's all rigged. Yeah. <laughs> so any other last Mothman thoughts? Any other last thoughts for, mm. the, for the show today? Fun no. show. Thank you. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a really interesting conversation. Thank you for having me. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you all for joining. Thanks, uh, Karn and Darren and Mark and Joe. Thank yep. you, Andy. That concludes this episode of The Strange Good Night. Thanks, everyone, for joining and listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day and a very strange good night.
Thanks for listening to The Strange Good Night. Give us a shout out on Facebook or at Twitter. Just search for The Strange Good Night. This podcast is a project of Unfinished Ink Studios. You can find more about Unfinished Ink at its website, unfinishedink.org. That's unfinishedink with an I-N-K dot org.